louder. Welcome back, guys, to the NXT Evolution. I am your host, Eddie Shepard, along with... Uh, throwback here, Titty Flippin' Travis. <gasps> what? 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 We, we actually had to record this twice, uh, This because we were like, is this actually uh, episode eight that we're covering? But then we realized that Wrestling Recommendations is a bonus episode. So technically so. not... In the main line of the podcast. So this is episode 8. We were deciding yeah, this is episode, episode 8, eight of, of the podcast. Of NXT. Oh, man. So, Travis, a few things before we get started. Toy shows this weekend. Heck yeah, I'm finally getting there. Uh, I've got to price some more stuff and get ready. But Todd the Medic's Toy Show this Saturday from uh, 9 to 4, I believe it is. So uh, come on out and see me, Eddie, and uh, Brendan A. Lene from uh, Wrestling Ruin Day. And... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, that's your pace. <laughs> and uh, Rants from the Black Lodge. Uh, we'll be handing out some flyers, uh, selling some goodies, wrestling wrestling figures, of course. And then you got your NECA stuff, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, comics, cards, uh, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, you name it. We've got a little bit of everything. G.I. Joe's. Hasbro's. Hasbro's. Let's I'm going to sell some of my old Hasbro's. I'm going to try to get rid of them. So. Really DVDs, VHS. Who knows? Oh, yeah, NGW merch will be there as well, guys. I'm Cody's actually going to meet me right after we finish this podcast. He's heading out to the Brickyard Bar and Grill, which is going to be this Sunday. Uh, we just announced too that Matt Cross's uh, brand new band. He's actually the lead vocals for, um, uh, or is is going to be performing before the show. I think it's before the show. It's before the show. Uh, and then on top of that, guys, we're, we're going to have another band that's going to be right after that. Uh, Forlorn uh, United is actually what, they, what they're called, uh, Matt Cross on vocals. So his band's actually traveling down from Cleveland to come uh, perform at the Brickyard Bar and Grill. I'm just going to say, if there's anything left of the Brickyard Bar and Grill Ooh. after the show, because no ring, no rules, baby. No ring, no, no rules. And also, uh, after the... Uh, the the show which we'll talk about at the end of this pod at the end of this episode um, there's also gonna be another band called Mr Disaster uh, who's also a uh, I want to say a punk rock band as well so it's gonna be fun uh, and hopefully, then hopefully Mr Disaster doesn't cover Mr Brightside to get all confused <laughs> what you confused me sorry, I blacked see, out I blacked out see, sorry. See, see what happened we made eye contact I was see, like where am I see what happened I thought I was having a stroke I smelled toast burning um, it was weird so and on top of that man I've been fucking exhausted with uh, extracurricular activities I feel like I talk about it all the time but handies so we, we broke it down like you did the podcast with the wrestling pod guys on Monday mm-hmm. I did one with Cody last Monday uh, and then we recorded the last week's episode of the NXT Evolution. Right after we finished that, we went to Brandon's house, did Wrestling, wrestling ruined. ruined, and then we got back together Sunday. Sunday morning. And did the shoot, which we got, uh, pew, pew, talked a little bit about uh, Tony Khan, AEW, uh, and also Chris Keith, who, um, after the episode came out, I found out some other uh, shocking news about Chris Keith. Um, I don't know if I want to d- d- dive too deep into it. We could save that for episode two of this. You give give the listener something to listen for, to Walt to savor. Yeah, definitely check us out whenever we pop up on the it, Wrestling Purist podcast. Here's a here's a here's a quote though that we would probably say every episode of every podcast we have going forward. Fuck Chris Keith, Cry- along yeah. with Dave Meltzer. Yeah, fuck obligatory. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer, and fuck you, Mark Madden. That's for the Wrestling Purist fans. Oh, Jesus, but uh, but yeah, Dave Meltzer gets a shit ton dropped on him in that episode too. So yeah, he can go fuck if wanna, himself. If you just want to hear some opinions on uh, from wrestling fans about wrestling, I mean, we we didn't pull any punches. We went hard on pretty much everybody, so Vince McMahon included. So oh yes, especially in wrestling ruined Brandon went oh. pretty hard on him. He he hopes he does. Uh, Brandon Brandon <laughs> says that uh, that was probably his favorite episode of Wrestling Ruin that we recorded. So definitely check that out. We'll talk more about that, guys, at the end of the podcast as we show that shit. <laughs> the ghost of Kerry Von Eric will not be on this. Will not be on this podcast. Gene, tornadoes in the sky tonight. This episode we're going to be covering, guys, is going to be NXT from August eighth, twenty twelve. Uh, so it's going to be season six, episode eight. Before we get started, we're going to kick to our ads, and we will be right back with you. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. 
Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louda? Well, let me tell you. Project Louda is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. We believe the mat is sacred. Honor is real. And everything is discussed under pure rules. My name is Ryan, one half of the Wrestling Purist Podcast. We review all things wrestling and don't pull any punches. We do an episode every Sunday where we go back and watch a pre-2020s pay-per-view and then talk about it in the segment we call the Retro Review. I also do an episode every Friday morning in our win series, which just stands for Weekend News. It gives me an opportunity to freely shoot on 10 news topics from the past week. I also do pay-per-view predictions and reactions to large breaking news stories like Tony Khan being the new owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Check out our Twitter page at the WP underscore pod. That's T-H-E-W-P underscore P-O-D for all updates. Our pinned tweet has other links as well, like our merch store and how to support our show directly. Remember, whether you agree with us or not, we're right because we are the wrestling purists. Should I grab my big hair or my little hair, Gary? You know, when I was a kid, uh, really quick before we dive into this episode, I used to always get the Texas Tornadoes theme song and the Rockers song mixed up because they sound so similar. To start out with, yeah. Yeah. I do. How are they? We, we, girls and girls. God, not that one. <laughs> oh. Not that one. <laughs> I, did, I will say, Marty, uh, I want to talk about this before we get started, too, uh, about tag teams. So I, I watched the biography. I started watching the one on A&E of uh, DX, and I started having like a, cl- like a clarity moment. So everyone always compares a tag team when they break up that one's the Sean, one's the Marty. One goes on to be mega successful. The other one just kind of flounders. Talks on Facebook about getting blowjobs from dudes. And then not letting him finish. <laughs> then he's mad because he didn't let him finish. God and damn, then- Marty. <laughs> Zero days. <laughs> Zero days since Marty said something stupid. <laughs> but who, it, what, what, does that apply to anything else before the Rockers? There was two that I think I put in our group chat. And a big one that really no one talks about is Ricky Steamboat and uh, Jay Youngblood. Yeah. Because Ricky Steamboat goes on to be world champion multiple times. Figure in WWE and NWCW with uh, the match with Randy Savage, the matches with Steve Austin, tagging when he tags Rude. with um, uh, Shane Douglas yeah. and stuff. Uh, Jay Youngblood really did nothing after that. And then if you think about Dusty and Dick Murdoch, you could throw them in there. Uh, Dusty goes on to be world champion. Booker, one of the greatest legends in the business. Dick Murdoch's remembered really for being a racist. Yeah. I also put in there um, uh, Bobby Eaton mm-hmm. and Sweet Stan because Bobby went on to have pretty solid career after leaving Dangerous the midnight. Um, and then on top of that, too, uh, I, I said Arn and Tully. Yeah. Tully got busted for cocaine, kind of faded into obscurity. Arn becomes a multiple-time television champ. But you can champ. see him lose that title yeah. on Wrestling Room. Yep, you can, to the renegade of all people. Uh, but, I mean, those were, some of the, those were some of the big ones before Marty. Like, I mean, Strike Force broke up, but they both had – about the same amount of success afterwards. I'd say Rick Martel had the bigger career afterwards, but Tito had the bigger career before. He was IC champion. He was the IC champion and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could probably you might get throw Jack and Jerry Briscoe in there because Jack was a NWA champion, but I think a lot of that happened before him and Jerry were a tag team. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, if if I was gonna say, I would probably say Ricky and, and Jay. Jay Youngblood, and then I would also argue, like I said, Bobby and Stan, because Stan yeah. retires not too long after as well. Yeah, I guess. Sweet, sweet Stan becomes uh, the announcer on w- in WWE for um like Coliseum Video and stuff, and his uh, announcing is terrible. It's not great. It's not. Good it's at not all. great at all. So guys, go ahead and get your pull, uh, pull up your peacock. Pull it out. Pull the peacock out. They like it when we make innuendos. Oh yeah. Oh, People yeah. say we don't last ten minutes into the episode before we make a dick reference. So. That's right. As well, it should I, be. There, I, I, there's I, I, there is a like a protocol of how of how we do this. There are dicks in the sky, Gene. There's dick in the sky, Gene. <laughs> it's gonna, like, gonna suck them. Gonna <laughs> suck those dicks tonight. Clip clop. Oh Jesus. Right, Carrie, calm down. So, guys, this is going to be episode si- or season six, episode eight on the Peacock app. You just go to the NXT tab. Uh, we're going to say three, two, one, and we're going to get rolling. Three, two, one, play. Fireworks in the sky, Gene. Gene, Gene, there's tornadoes in the sky. I wish you guys could see me pump my fist like Carrie does. <laughs> always, oh, there's CM Punk in the signature back in the day. Well, he was champ. Looking, looking all seductively through the W. Then, now, forever. Together. Together. No, sorry. Vince is not there anymore, so it's not together for him. We get this awesome little promo package <laughs> hype in the tournament. However, would it not have made more sense to put this before the tournament started? It really should have been, like, the Dusty promo should have been the week before last, talking about the tournament, and then they had this video package before last week's episode. Because you're getting comments from people already eliminated from the tournament, like Drew McIntyre Leo, and Leo Kruger. And Leo Kruger. Leo Kruger. Who, but you get a weird promo for him coming up in these upcoming tapings. Which leads to my favorite Leo Kruger. Yeah, I like the hunter. <laughs> the hunter. But like, that's the thing to me. It's like you got Drew McIntyre talking about what it means to be the first NXT champion, and he's already gone. And, and Leo, Leo Kruger, Kruger too, with his stupid sash. He, he had like a Walmart button-up shirt on with a sash over it, which made no sense. But whatever. He's royalty. Justin Gabriel, Gabriel with his Chris Jericho tights coming up. I actually just downloaded that uh, Justin Gabriel on WWE. Did, did you Did you make him and uh, somebody a tag team? Uh, not yet. No, you're gonna in do time. it you're in time. In time. If I can find a good Richie Steamboat, I will. No one does Richie Steamboat anymore. They might now that we're bringing the NXT Black and Gold brand back from the man. beginning. Uh, God damn last... it, Bo Dallas! I want to punch you in the face. Just want to say that real loud. This I'm just, I I. I'm, this promo package is great. Like it really is very good. I did watch a little bit of NXT last night. They did Heat Wave last night. Uh, we saw Gallus show up, which is what Mark and Joe Coffee and mm-hmm. um, Wolfgang. I really hope this is leading to like a Worlds Collide pay per view. That's what a lot of people are saying. Uh, however, the one thing that we talked about, which is kind of silly, is uh, Ila Dragunov got hurt, so they had a, they had a tournament for the title. However, they've taped the tournament, but the tapings for the tournament haven't aired yet. However, Tyler Bate comes out with the title belt at the end of the show with with Braun Breaker, so it's kind of a kabuki-ish. Yeah. Bree, Bree Priestley also showed up, the former, um, what's her, what was her name before? I can't remember her name. I saw her. I saw no, her. she's Blatter Davenport now. She yeah, used to be Bree. Yeah, that's it. That's it. She also, Andy want, Hartwell? want to point out here <laughs> that um, uh, Sofia Cortez has already been replaced in the Open with um, with uh, Audrey Marie, or Aubrey Marie. Yeah. Because she has been released, technically. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, not uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that yeah. shortly here. Look at this kid, woo, Ricky Morton, I love you, love you, oh god, love you forever, uh, Rock and roll. I will say this crowd is a little bit livelier than they have had recently. Yeah, they actually have NXT signs. They seem a little bit more Markish. Yeah, just gonna throw that out there. We got Marcus the, Wills. Uh, Seth Rollins already defeated uh, Drew McIntyre to advance onto the tournament, and also. Uh, Richie Steamboat, Steamboat. beat Leo, Leo Kruger, which Leo Kruger. is some 50-50 booking if we look back on it. On both. They both lost their matches to the heels and then up winning them. God, Bo Dallas looks so like young and not manly there. Michael McGillicuddy here coming out. Hate his music. Yeah, this music, I remember hating it when they used it. Him and, uh, was it Otunga used it? When they were the tag, like they were the, uh, tag champs or something? Yeah, they, it is not good. Not a big fan of his tights either with those three Velociraptor cuts on I actually found um, a an awesome Curtis Axel creator wrestler on 2K22. I've been, in the spirit of adding some of these guys onto, like, I have like a, uh, I call it like a Ruthless Aggression show, but it's kind of like pretty much 2000... Two to 2012. Like a mixture. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just added Justin Gabriel to it. Pretty good little, uh, little creator wrestler. Chris Russo in his ill-fitting suit in the ring. It is huge. Salmon tie. Salmon tie, by the way. It does not look good. 
I, I know we rip on Chris, Chris, Chris Rizzo every time. It's kind of a running gag, but he's got a little peach fuzz on his chin. Looks like he should be on someone's ball sack. But um, I'm just going to say Curtis Axel, though, I feel like he would have fit in NXT. If he stayed in NXT permanently, would have fit in great there. Because it would allowed him to put on the matches he wanted to put on. Well, now he's an agent. Yeah. And here's the thing with old Justin Gabriel. Like I mentioned, this Chris Jericho gear. He's coming out in the uh, neon blue and like purple. Like That's kind of that, like um, the first gear he wore, though, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Jericho had that color. Also, very Zack Ryder-ish. Think about it, because Zack Ryder's two favorite colors he used were purple and uh, the blue. So, Justin Gabriel here with the tassels on the boots, too. Yeah, here's that song from Michael McGillicuddy. I feel like all of their songs like started out they, the same. I feel like they cut the intro, though. Because it's not that long before, it, yep, they cut the intro a little bit on the, on the NXT show. It's not good. It's not very good. Uh, God, I hope they put that on an unreleased album on iTunes. They, they, you know what, just because you said it, they probably will. Jim Ross says Justin Gabriel is popular with the ladies yeah. and he is single. Yeah, he's, he's popular with the ladies because he's single, everybody. He's single. He's single. Every, every single person. Like, that's a baby face. That's a baby face. Jim Ross is like... Ladies, he's single. He's single. Right, he's single. Pretty much. Go suck his dick. Suck first. I'm going down there suck his dick, suck first. Suck first. You put a little pepper on it. Riggle says. <laughs> a little JR seasoning. <laughs> put some barbecue sauce. But I'm just saying like. Uh, really quick, really quick. Do they still make JR's barbecue sauce? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember we found it in Ingles and now I, they had a Chipotle ketchup. It was yeah. really good. I cannot find it anymore. I don't think he has a deal with Ingles anymore. You have to order it through his website. But like he still does because if you listen to his podcast, he'll push it. At the end, but he has some good barbecue sauce, and I, I like the mustard, the jalapeno mustard, and a chipotle ketchup. You're welcome, Jim Ross, for the plug. Hey, but I'm just, right. I'm just saying. I, I know we discussed this too, and you may have it in your notes, but I, always, I feel like these matches were taped out of some kind, out of order somehow, because if you noticed on the first episode, both the baby faces win. Yep. And then, spoiler alert, both the heels win on this one. But I feel like JR, all of JR stuff was done in one sitting. Because yes. it, it feels like it's very broken up. Like the flow's different between him and the uh, Byron Saxon and Regal, and then just Regal and Byron Saxon. Well, the interesting thing is, though, the tournament's going on, but the title belt stays up there the entire tapings. Yeah. So even with the other matches going on, the title belt's still up there. And you got to think the crowd says the same, too, so you're not getting Ooh. that the movement in that. But beautiful arm drag J- there. Justin Gabriel's fantastic. Uh, I've actually grown to really like Michael McGillicuddy. Um, I know we had reached out to our buddy, our good buddy Eric, and I told him you know, he's a big fan of Seth Rollins. Um, we get a match later on uh, between the two, and it's pretty damn good. Another another thing to add here is that Michael McGillicuddy is freaking smooth in the ring. Like, he, is. He, just, he is. He doesn't get a lot. He doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really doesn't. Well, uh, you got to think neither one of these guys are NXT guys. These are guys from the WWE roster. Like that's another thing I might would have changed is if put an actual NXT guy versus a WWE guy. But maybe somebody got hurt. They thought that was going to be in the tournament. You know, there's a lot of guys that they've they've debuted. Like Big E just recently debuted mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt, which I think keep Bray Wyatt far 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 away from this fucking tournament. And it's crazy though they haven't talked about Bray Not since all. he debuted, which to me is weird. The Ascensions came back. You know, they at least have a promo. But since Wyatt debuted, nothing. I haven't yeah, heard, and then heard about Big E had that debut last week. Um, and I think, I, I don't know. I just feel like you could have used Beautiful. some more guys. I'm cool with using these guys in this though, to kind of elevate the tournament. I guess it's, they add some name value yeah. if you, if you want to think about it. Well, they're, they're all former. If you think about it, everybody that's a WWE star that's in this tournament, trying to think here, both of those have been tag champions. Drew has been, um, intercontinental, intercontinental champion. champion. I don't know if he's been tag champion at this time. I think he has with Cody. Cody uh, yeah. They had that little, the only person was gender. That hadn't been a champion that's been on the main roster. Yeah, you're right. You're but, right. Oh, God, they, they fucked that spot up, but they, they recovered very well. So, talking about Justin Gabriel, and Regal says that he wrestled uh, Gabriel's father 20 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin Gabriel's real name is Paul Lloyd Jr., and he made his professional wrestling debut at the age of 16 for his father's promotion in South Africa. Nice submission uh, there, by the way. He would go on to be uh, PJ Black, and he would form a, a regular tag team. That's why I, I mentioned this last episode. Uh, with Ray LaPon, a.k.a. Leo Kruger, which is ironic that they're both uh, on the NXT brand right now. Uh, in 2008, he signed a three-year develop- developmental deal with WWE, becoming the first South African person to do that. Uh, he would go by the name Justin Angel. 
Terrible fucking name. Yeah. That is awful. Yeah. Uh, in February 2010, he changed his ring name to Justin Gabriel to coincide with his appearance on NXT Season 1. So he just changed his name. It makes sense with the wing patterns, though, with the angel thing. Because if you notice the back of his tights are... Oh, yeah. He always has like has some kind of angel wings. wings or something like that. Because he's a daredevil. He's a daredevil. Uh, his pro on the show was Matt Hardy. And in the Season 1 finale, uh, he, was, he, he was the first of three to be eliminated. Uh, I believe it came down... To, it was him. Uh, was it Otunga? Him, Otunga, and uh, Wade Barrett. Was that where yep. they lost three? Mm-hmm. And Wade Barrett, of course, won. Um, big thing from all of this, though, on the June 7th episode of Raw, Justin Gabriel and the other Season 1 rookies turned heel, interfering on the main event between Punk and Cena, uh, which would go down in infamy for the, them tearing the ring up, uh, Daniel Bryan getting fired. fired for choking Justin Roberts. Um, during the following months, uh, the, the, ta- the, the attacks of the Nexus would be very uh, prominent on, on TV, Always ending with Justin Gabriel hitting um, a 450. 450. So he, it was him. Um, I want to say it was him. Uh, Barrett would hit the wasteland. Will hit the wasteland, and I think put him in position pretty much. Yeah, and then they would Gabriel. do something before that too. Tarver they, would hit him with his like stupid like punch, punch and then they'd hit that, and then he'd hit the 450. So the last thing you'd always see is Justin Gabriel hitting that 450. So he was he was pretty. Prominent on on the shows because of that. Mister Yip 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 with his fucking clothesline. Ah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because he'd be in the quarter like like the feed me more thing. He'd be like revving it up. He'd hit that clothesline and then he would get um he'd get the wasteland. Great drop kick right there. We uh, we we missed the spot earlier though when he dived and hit the ropes and then bounced off and like people don't use the ropes like that enough now. I don't feel like because he hit it. And then, because he, he moved, and then he tries, hits it and grabs it and falls off like yeah. a whiplash. And, like, we get two whiplash maneuvers in both oh, these man. matches. Oh, yeah. But, um, Look at this dropkick. Bam. But, like, I've, I've seen, you see some stuff in this match, like the submission he used, like the rings of Saturn sitting up, and, like, that people just don't use now. No, people don't use, like, manipulation. Um, good heel, though. He's doing yeah. great heel work. Uh, Finish this up with Justin Gabriel real quick. He would join the core, uh, which was a branch off because they had the new Nexus. New Nexus was actually uh, Michael McGillicuddy, uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's Husky Harris. Husky Harris. David Otunga. David Otunga. Punk. Punk. Uh, and uh, Mason, Mason Ryan. Mason Ryan, yep. And then the core would be Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Wade Barrett. And Ezekiel Jackson. And Ezekiel Jackson. Was there one more? Was that it? That was it. Cause like they were the, they were the core of the Nexus pretty much. Like, cause Punk gave him a opportunity to stay or go. Cause like that was when he was doing like that, take the lot whippings or whatever, like the lashings, and then they left and joined Baird on SmackDown, and the Nexus stayed on Raw. Remember Husky Harris? He'd always wear a hat. Yep, and then he like beats pretty much ends up beating down Husky Harris, and then he leaves, and then Orton ends up punting them all back to a developmental. Yeah, punts them all back to developmental. Which, I mean, in the end, it's just going to be, uh, you know, it was probably the best thing. But, like, I feel like, I feel like John Cena beating them at SummerSlam his was, the death nail. was the death nail. Yeah, For I agree the Nexus with that. to continue to be a dominant group, um, yeah, the, he was tag champion. Him and he Slater had a good little tag team, though. I, I did, did enjoy that. But, like, I feel like they broke the core up and then, like, nothing was ever really done with them after that. No, it's like they didn't know what to do, and then shortly, you know, they slow, they pretty much just disbanded them quietly because doesn't Ezekiel Jackson feud with uh, Wade Barrett for the Intercontinental Title? Yeah, I think that's the way they fin- like end up breaking each other them up is because Ezekiel Jackson was the Intercontinental Title, but then like Barrett wants it, and then like he won't give him a shot or something, and then like they turn Ezekiel Jackson into the smiling baby face, and then so on and so forth happens. I mean, that's pretty much what happened. With it, so not a not a um, good ending to the core, which the core shirts and the whole core name was fucking terrible. C O R R E. Yeah, two R's, guys. Why? It's a stupid. Just like the new Nexus. Can we just <laughs> drop the new? Just call it the Nexus. Like they wanted to make sure you knew that it was new. Uh, once they would disband, he would team off and on with Tyson Kidd. I believe he had an injury as well, so they kept teaming, and then it was like uh, nothing kind of came of it. And then um, he started popping up on NXT here. Uh, and as far as I really know, he wasn't getting a whole lot of stuff after this. Like, it was just little things here and there, superstars, main event. Um, but we'll, we'll talk more about Justin Gabriel as we get closer and, and further along in the, in the NXT world. Uh, the, tr- the crowd actually chanted, not so perfect. 
to oh, yeah. uh, Michael McGillicuddy in this match. I thought it was pretty good. I'm going for the 450 here. It's been a very good match. I think both guys are competent enough in the ring. <laughs> Michael McGillicuddy smart though. Rolls away from it. Oh, oh. Stinger Splash. I actually would have preferred to see... Oh, nice. and I set out uh, almost like a blue thunder bomb. I would actually prefer to have seen Justin Gabriel and Seth Rollins. I think it would have been a great match. Yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a high flying, a little affair. Too similar though, like with the gear and look. I guess I could see oh uh, Justin Gabriel thrashing his head around with some metal music. Put him with anybody right now. It's a team. Uh, him and Richie Steamboat as a team still pretty damn good. Oh, oh, small package. Oh, oh perfect flex. Boom, transition. Which one refs so out of out of a uh, position for which, that? Which uh, Jim Ross calls it a fisherman suplex, and then Regal was the one that pops in and says, "Better known all over the world as the perfect plex." Like you think he mm-hmm. would correlate that and say it was a perfect plex? I don't yeah, understand why don't, he wouldn't do that. It's like Jim Ross is still trying to keep them separate, but then again, he says he's the son of Mister Perfect at the beginning of the match. Did you know that every night in AEW is the greatest night in the history of AEW? I've heard that. Look at this. I mean, look at the springboard off the. He goes off ooh, the top rope, misses, ooh. and here comes the finish. Watch his head. I'm just not. A, God, oh. I'm just not a fan of that neck breaker. I One, mean, it looked good. Two, three. I, it's hard to argue. That looked fucking like it hurt. It's like a sickle almost neck breaker. It just it's something you can hit on everybody. So I mean, I do agree. It looked pretty good, but it just didn't seem like a finish because they've killed the. They've like, what is it? Prostituted out the neck breaker so much. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean it. It's just like a DDT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, at the, look at the elevation right off the top. He almost looks like he he almost Ooh. fucked up the flip. He's waiting for it. He's like, oh, dear. Look at his head. Boom. God. C-T-E. That's what we're going to call that. Banana split. <laughs> I'm just make different names for the song now. <laughs> Potato chips. <laughs> oh, so we're seeing the... the Semifinals are starting to come together. Seth Rollins is going to take on Michael McGillicuddy. And uh, we got Richie Steamboat set to take on the winner of tonight's main event. Cassius oh. Ono shadow boxing here. Getting uh, getting the, uh, getting ready for his match. Socking up in the boiler room. His little catch jack. Oh, here comes CJ Parker. Peace, love, and yoga, guys. Peace, love, and yoga. Peace, love, and in yoga. Isn't CJ Parker the name of Pamela Anderson's character on Baywatch? I, ah, I really think check it that is. Out. Check that out. I think it is. I thought about that riding over here today. We have uh, Cassius Ono taking on CJ Parker. Wild to know that this guy goes on to be Juice Robinson and is currently, uh, is he engaged or is he just dating Tony Storm, right? I think they're engaged. Good for you, Which, buddy. Uh, yeah, and then like he was the uh, IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. Is he still currently? Yep. Her name was Ka- Casey Jean Parker, aka CJ Parker, on Baywatch. Wow. So yeah, you're welcome for that. Cassius Ono coming out, ready to knock a motherfucker out. He had that discus elbow, just like the discus clothesline that uh, the ghost of Kerry Von Erich probably still does. It's <laughs> the tornado's <laughs> going. Oh man. Do 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 do. Oh yeah, take that jacket off. At least uh, at least he was in great shape here. Give it old Cassius Ono. C.J. Parker was in pretty good shape too. He was in the open, which was the weirdest thing to me. He was in the open, but he was a jobber. So I mean, I just didn't, I didn't really understand that one. No, I don't. I, but they're like that with, with like Mike Dalton's in there, and they just you know. He, they haven't won a match yet. True. Mike Dalton, though, won, wins a match with uh, Jason Jordan, remember? Because they cut the promo. Yeah, you're right. I, I thought that was this show. I got yeah. confused. Yeah. Jason Jordan here. We're going to be a tag team that's never seen again. Pretty much. Yeah, we saw an arm drag there. Getting his, uh, getting a little frustrated there with old CJ Parker. I don't think he's up to snuff. No, I, I actually think Cassie Sona has some of the coolest gear at this time. Just imagine him and a Seth Rollins feud for the NXT title. It would have been great. Too bad we didn't get to see it. No, no, but he's not he's not really prominent here very much longer. Uh, maybe about another year and he's gone. Uh, I know we kind of talked about it before. I have to get my dates all switched up. But CJ Parker, real quick, 
Juice Robinson. He goes, his real name is, uh, his last name is Robinson. I cannot remember his first name now. Uh, he made his debut, uh, wrestling debut for IWA Mid-South in January of 2009 under the name Juice Robinson. Nice. Robinson then, would then debut for FCW on June 7th, 2011 in a loss to Leo Kruger. Uh, and then he would, you know, kind of have some matches off and on, um, We'll talk about it more as it comes along, but he would later on be released March 31st of 2015. Yeah, it's just kind of, I think he kind of wanted his release because he was... Um, kind of treading water. He was the uh, enhancement guy when the new guys came in, which isn't a bad thing, I guess. He had a gimmick. He was featured on the takeovers, but they just didn't have a spot for him to be... Dang, he just got kicked right in the mouth. It was freaking hard. Oh, yeah. And he did a little spot there, too, where he like tripped him up with the apron... And then jumped over the ropes, kind of got him with a, with a kick right to the... Like, you'll see Regal, it right here. Here's, William, the, here's the replay. William Regal is very complimentary over that. He's like, using the ring to his advantage and saying he wish he'd thought of stuff like that, which I think he said that with somebody else last episode, too, that used the he did. ring he, apron. Uh, some, I can't remember who it was as well, but he, he mentioned, he's like, that's the kind of stuff that I used to do back in the day. This guy's also a referee right now for um, the main roster. Yes. Uh, pretty much every referee in NXT is uh, on the main roster now. He just did a flip Sintom, which was pretty impressive. We actually get some decent matches here lengthwise, too. Like, There's nothing real crazy, um, but there's some decent little ones going on. I like his knee pads and stuff. Look, this looks cool. He looked cooler in this iteration of Cassius Ono than he does when he comes back. And like, I think a lot of that has to do with all the weight he put on and stuff. But like, it's also, at the time, he was using the, all the KO logos and stuff. And when he came back, it was after Kevin Owens used all the KO logos and stuff. So it kind of lost some of its uh, oomph, I guess you could say. Like, this looks cool to me. I like the jerseys and stuff. When he started wearing the jerseys to kind of cover... kind of cover himself up a little bit. Yeah. I really dug, like, he had, he had a Duke-style jersey that was really cool. I, I liked it. I know you're a big Duke fan, Travis. Duke sucks. <laughs> Puke. What? Oh! God, I just kicked him right in the face. Like, nothing nothing flashy here, really, from, from Ono. He's just kicking, punching, but he makes it look devastating and good. Like, I mean, he did the ring apron thing, but it's just... I don't know, and then his boots are kind of Brett-esque, if you look yeah. at them. They have stars on them in the same font format, but they're he has four stars on the side of his. Boots. I always thought it was cool because he had, like looked like he had two different style boots. Mm-hmm. Look, he catches this kick here, spins it, oh misses what? it, boom! Hell of a clothesline from C.J. Parker. It just looked like he ripped his arm out of socket though with his face there. It is wild that I never correlated that his name was Pam Anderson's name in fucking Baywatch. I don't know if anybody really did because they probably wouldn't have named him that. Oh, God. oh, there's that sidekick that he Side, like sidekick that Booker T kind of did. He, look, the day. he has a lot of like he has a lot of flash, but nothing C.J. Parker does really stands out. You know, coming into his own with the with the whole hippie gimmick later, he's like a generic Carlito at this point. Yeah, like that's what he looks like with the curly hair and just the punks. Oh God, damn that kick just to the face! Fucking booted him right in the mouth. Oh, wait for him here. Oh, here it comes. That should have been the finish right there, honestly. He freaking should have been done. He, oh, pulls him up. By, oh, oh, oh. That looks great. He pulls him up, and he's going to hit that roaring elbow. Just vicious. Death by elbow. Tor- tornadoes in the sky, Gene. Tornado elbow. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. I like how he, like, he sets it up here. One, two, three. As the finish. No one's getting up from that fucking elbow. Stares him right, stares right into the camera with it. Let's him know. He looks like a fucking badass, man. Like, oh, he's, he's got that Cactus Jack like I mean, look, look. I just can't unsee it now. I think it's the beard. I think it is the curly beard. And then the Cactus Jack had a glorious mane in 91, 92. If you go back and look at pictures of it. Yeah. Better shape than Cactus Jack ever he's was. He's going to show this boot again. Oh! Right in the face. Yeah, they could have put him in there against anybody, honestly. Oh, no. Do you like his theme song better here? Or do you like when he comes back theme song? I like this the is oh a very no. hillish theme. I like the Ono oh It's more like his actual, like the like the Kings of Wrestling song that him mm-hmm. and uh, Claudio used in Ring of Honor. True. Oh no, that's a good. I guess they kept him out of the tournament because they wanted to make him strong and didn't want to job him pretty much out. Here's Here. that finish from last week, which I was confused on. I was thinking it was this week. Oh yeah, my One, God, holds him down. Two, 
three, Mike Dalton with the upset victory. We're getting some highlights here, but we also get to see, uh, like, during this, there's, like, super low audio from Byron Saxton. So, like, he's doing voiceover work, but you can barely hear what's, what's being said. It's really kind of a... Uh, it's yeah, the, distracting. So, woo, baby face. We're baby faces. Fuck oh, you, Briley Pierce. God, his jacket's too big, too. And he also is just like, you can tell he's like rehearsed what he's saying. Like, it's not him actually talking. Like, they've given him something to say. Or he, maybe he wrote this down and thought it was good. It makes you wonder what, how, they, how come they never had him wrestling. Why was he doing this? Maybe they just didn't think he was, I guess, in shape enough or match up to these guys if you look at him he looks a lot smaller than they do i feel like you could have used chris uh russo in this position and i would have enjoyed that more i really feel like they had plans to bring him up to be with dolph that time he dy- dyed his hair brown that was so weird and then they it's like, so weird it's like, so random then like three weeks later they dye his hair back blonde it was weird and he cut it real short everybody's favorite match of this total tournament bo dallas versus jenner mahal I hate you, gender so much. <laughs> I, I wish you would hit him in the chin. I bet it'll give in. Bo looks very freaking cross-eyed in that picture, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Pam. Alicia Fox's sister here. God damn it, Travis. <laughs> you can see it, though. You, can you, can see can, it now, you really yeah. can see it. We get Paige and Tamina teaming up against Kaylee Turner and Caitlin. Who's also been removed from the Open. Who has? Kaylee okay. Turner. We'll get, we'll get to that here shortly. Oh. Sitting here untouched. As the elements fly by, we hold the key to your future. Fucking gothic. Fucking ascension, buddy. Gothic Elvis Presley sitting there. Bringing <laughs> velvet shirt on. No shirt at all, man. <laughs> I hate that. Who like, walks through the woods with no shirt on? It's like, we're going to put you in front of this green screen and we want you to scream like you're in the elements. That's how you get tits. <sighs> That's how you get ticks. This is, this is this is how you get tits? Tits. And then, ticks. like, they didn't even do makeup for O'Brien with this huge-ass scab on his nose. <clears throat> oh. O'Brien oh, just looked like he walked into a Wendy's and saw they had the freaking dollar menu bag. He's like, "Oh yeah, Kenneth Cameron, great, great tan in 2022." I ripped on uh, Connor O'Brien on the shoot. You did, yeah. <laughs> you did. God, such a weird laugh. He has a he has like weird teeth, kind of like um, Corey Graves. Corey Graves has those those t- uh, those ten teeth in the in the uh, promo there at the end. I saw what you did there. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, but at the end there, like when they show the Ascension Rises, you can hear O'Brien do the oh, thing where he like goes from laughing to just serious-faced. Tamina Snooker in her best Jimmy Snooker gear here. Yeah. Well, I like the gear. It's it's definitely different what she normally wears. She, uh, she definitely covers up most of her body. Um, Paige's interest music is kind of generic here so, as well. So, fellow friend of the podcast, she gets given hugs to people. Um, fellow, fellow friend of the podcast, Scott actually messaged me yesterday. I was waiting in line to get my kids out of school. And he goes, hey, he goes, I'm listening to your episode. Um, I cannot remember the guy's name now. Um, the guy, he, he's the one that was only like 19 and he ended up getting... Adam little, Mercer? Mercer. Yeah, Adam Mercer. So Adam Mercer uh, stated that his... Um, she's even doing the stuff just like Alicia yeah. Fox. Uh, that Adam Mercer was the youngest talent signed to NXT... Actually, he's the youngest male talent ever signed NXT. Paige is the youngest female talent, yeah. as she was only uh, nineteen during this set of tapings. I will say though that I never bought Caitlyn as a heel here. No, like, well, she's not even really a heel. It's it's kind of weird. And they they're only continuing this on because her and Tamina had that match where Tamina won. Yeah, earlier Paige, in their stuff. Paige looks fantastic. I feel like they're finally giving her something to do. It's almost kind of it's weird because you know the first like two episodes she was jobbing. Yeah, she didn't even get an entrance. No, like she's only in there like like two minute matches. Um, she got. I just can't. I can't unsee Alicia Fox now. When you look, yeah, at yeah, her, everything, even her gear, all her the, face. Oh my god, they're built the same. Everything, the smile, everything. Yeah, uh, Kaylee. So Kaylee Turner here in June 2012 or 2010, excuse me, Christina Crawford signed a developmental contract with WWE. She was actually a in a tag team in FCW with Kaylin, so this actually has you know some grounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, in February 2011, Crawford was released from her contract from WWE in order to participate in the rebooted Tough Enough series. 
I don't remember her being on Tough Enough. I don't think she made it very far. Uh, in 2011, Crawford was announced as one of the 14 contestants for the revival of Tough Enough. She was eliminated in May, so she was only there for a, probably about a month and a half. Yeah. After being cut on Tough Enough, she would re-sign with WWE in 2011, which is weird. Why would they make them get out of their developmental contracts to do this? Oh, I don't know if maybe... Maybe just so people couldn't see that they were contracted talent in the Tough Enough thing. I guess. I don't, I don't know. It don't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't really understand that. Uh, after, uh, on August 14th, 2012, Crawford was released from her WWE contract. So she was fired six days after this match aired. Yep. However, this episode of Taping, I believe, took place in July. It did. Yeah. She's also the younger sister of Alicia Fox, which you cannot unsee. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. That was the dumbest angle ever. Glad no Amdar's back in NXT UK where he can actually be a wrestler. Yes. God, they ruined 205 Live. They really did. Oh, man. Alicia Fox. Some deep arm drags. This is a very long match considering it's a women's match in 2012. Divas. Divas match. Yeah, excuse me. This is a Divas match. Uh... Six minutes and 30 seconds is how long this match goes. Caitlin, uh, uh, was it they say she says she's pretty much the girl next door? Yeah. No girl next door I ever lived beside look like that. Just saying. I really think they probably should have put Paige and Caitlin together as a team here. She is stomping the shit out of her. There's the screams that she was like famous for in NXT. I don't necessarily like her boots, though. They're short boots, and then she has like the stockings that just. Kind of looks weird. She would go on to wear like Doc Martens later on, which looked better, but I don't know. They're not even laced up all yeah, the way. Yeah, the tongues are weird. Like the boots They don't look fit. Too, they don't fit her. They look like they're too big. And maybe she didn't have boots that night and she borrowed some. Which is weird for me to like talk about their boots, but. No, it's, it's, bugging, it's bugging the shit out of me now that you said it. Caitlin's boots look like, I don't know, she didn't have like, hers just like look like leather and they look kind of cool. They're they not look shiny. like, uh, remind me of Orton's boots. Yeah. Oh, hell of a! Kaylin was a powerhouse. Like she could hit some power moves. She not thick. the best wrestler. She thick. Ever. Look at this. Yep. Jesus, she thick. Just like uh, her now, she's super thick, and she's yep. always posting some spicy shit on um. Well, she, Instagram. She came from like the powerlifting kind of world, and like she still does some of that bodybuilding, like all that stuff. Could you imagine if they would have teamed her with Alicia Fox? She's not terrible. They could have pulled Twin Magic on the Bellas. She's she's not terrible in the ring here though. That's the thing is is, is she seems competent well, enough. Well, she leaves WWE and goes on to be like a, a cheerleader for the Buccaneers and shit. Well, so like probably she, paid she, more. She, to be honest she, with you. she continues on, not as hard on your body. Got to be got to think about that too. Whew. At the time, she probably wasn't making great money in developmental. No, because no. the women weren't on the same pay scale as the guys anyway. They talk about it too, where. Um, they break down like the developmental contracts. They didn't start getting bigger. I, th- I don't think it was until um, they started pretty much uh, having the performance center and stuff. Well, even then, like they weren't making like, a lot of money with WWE. Some some of these developmental deals were still pretty small, even with it being NXT. I think it, until you kind of got to be a a featured talent in NXT, you probably weren't making the best money. They screwed that up right there. She was supposed to hold on to Tamina. And then she slipped off of her to me to kick her right in the face. Uh, you mentioned this gear. She does have her, her dad's style gear. I just, I don't like it. I'm so used to seeing her. Well, one, two. I can kind of see why they fired her now. I, uh, she's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> she was competent for the first half of this match. It's probably like, so you got to think like some of this FCW talent that's been hanging around, been hanging around, and they have a couple matches in NXT. That was their, that was either their make or break moment. Like you're either going to be on this show and be good or you're not going to be here kind of thing. Like if you're, you've been in FCW for three years and you can't put on a match on TV and not botch four times, they're probably not going to keep you. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's fair. I mean, uh, you start to see some of these people, like, I don't know if it's because they're actually performing in front of bigger crowds and stuff too. Mm -hmm. They, they just almost feel like they kind of clam up and choke. God, she looks just like your sister. I cannot see it. I'm just going to be honest with you though. Alicia Fox wasn't to me, never that great. Ever. And she, she got to be Divas Champion that time. She just kind of, and I know this is going to sound very bad, but I feel like she hung around because they honestly didn't have a lot of African-American female talent. I can I can and, agree with and that. That's, and, that's, and, and, and I mean, that's probably a shitty way to look at it, but for her 
to stay around for what almost ten years. Yeah, there's like no, she wasn't that good in the ring. I could like, almost argue that um, Eva Marie is, was a better worker than Alicia Fox. She almost dropped her on her fucking well, head. Right well, there. Eva Marie went to NXT and like trained again and learned. She actually got was Brian, uh, Brian Kendrick was the one yeah, that was going in there. Training she her. actually got decent while she was in NXT, but like she was never going to be main event of WrestleMania like Charlotte and Becky and them. Like you got to think that that's who they're kind of looking for now is actual women's wrestlers, which is it's crazy to think that the most women's wrestler in this match is Paige. Yeah. And, like, she's kind of the antithesis of what they started looking for. Someone that could actually work. I gotta be honest with you. I find Paige very attractive in this match. But, like, you gotta gotta also think, though, look at how much she's changed from that till now. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's 19 now. Well, well, you gotta think, too, like, she surgeries and different things like that, too. One, two, three. And Caitlin just sits there and watches the pin. That's probably another thing. They were like, why did you not get in there and try to stop her? Then, like, you could see the makeup that rubs off on Paige because she's so pale. <laughs> she's yeah, a, I can see it. She's, got a, huge, girls. she's got a huge brown spot on her. Stomach like, under her sternum. Yeah. I think it's probably where she had her in a headlock. That's crazy. <clears throat> but, like, it, Paige was at the WWE for almost 10 years, too. And they, I mean, they at least did take care of her when she did hurt her neck, which I really hope if she comes and has a match, she doesn't get herself in a position where she hurts herself going forward. I feel like that match was pretty much designed to put Paige over. That match was pretty much designed to see if Kelly Turner was going to make it, and she didn't. Uh, Bo Dazzle. I hate you, Derek Bateman, so much. Here comes the the starting of a Derek Bateman heel turn. Hey, hey, Bo Dazzle. Yeah, Bo Dazzle. He sits there, but Derek Bateman comes in there to Bo Dallas and sees him, and... Trying to give him words of encouragement, but, but it's like time, backhanded words yeah, of encouragement. It's, it's not too. good. It's not good at all. Because he talks about how he lost that tag match for him and stuff like that, which he did. He did lose the tag match. He got pinned. Which Derek Bateman can't say anything because he pretty much jobs out the rest of the time he's in NXT, even when he comes back. Yeah. Oh, at least when he came back, he was in some high profile matches. If you go look at him. Bo Dallas is taller than freaking Bateman. He also has a chin that doesn't give in. Yeah. Fist just won't quit. No. Smile there it is. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. Looks back at him like... Psh. Smile that goes for miles. Oh. Fist that breaks bricks. That's it. Who cares? It sucked. Sucked. I'd rather Bo leave than I would. We're getting out. the final quarterfinal match uh, with Jinder Mahal taking on Mo Dallas. Bo's coming out first here. With this shitty generic music too. Which I hated. I have my notes. Fist that breaks bricks. Smile that goes for miles. And a chin that don't give in. Yeah, I wish it would give in. I like that they always they show down here in the in the area too. It says commentators Jim Ross, Byron Sexton, William Regal on these matches. Well, yeah, when they came back. Which to me makes me feel like the tournament matches were filmed back to back to back to back. The funny thing about all of this is... He's not wearing the glove. He's just got a tape fist, by the way. You he he couldn't that? find it. He couldn't find it. Well, his, that's his, why I lost this match. His uncle Barry um, took it from him. Nah, Bobby Duncan came back and took it. That's not true. <laughs> the ghost of Bobby Duncan. That's not true. Oh, okay. That might be true. Yeah, might be true. <laughs> Kendall, Ken, he stole Kendall's glove. God, Kendall was so bad. Super remember remember when he was almost a horseman? Yeah, I remember when he was a tag champion in '99 with uh, Barry. He won the tag belts. That's not good. I know it's was not. rap crap. Yeah. Who's part of that? Curly Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Curly Bill just showed up. Man. So it was Bobby Duncan Jr., Curly Bill, and the Wyndham's, and uh, Kerr Henning? Yeah. See, Bobby Duncan Jr. just got hurt, and it continued as a four-man group. They put Curly Bill in there. Because uh, he, like, messed up his knee and his uh, shoulder, Kerr Henning said. It's like a backstage promo. I, I guess this was to get heat, but, like, I just never, I don't think it ever really got heat like they thought it would. It's, in, it's very stereotypical. I and mean, I feel like after 9-11, a lot of this stuff, it, they... They shouldn't make a big deal out of. Um, I mean, well, that even goes to Muhammad Hassan, uh, which Muhammad Hassan had fucking heat. At yeah. least he was a, he was a good worker too. Yeah. I'll give him that. But his his like, but the thing of it is, he got put with that gimmick, and then when that whole London bombing thing happened, it was dead in the water. It was dead man. in the water. But you're, you could never repackage that guy, nope. because everybody would remember him as that. Unless you put him under a mask. mask. I mean, that would, that would be the only way you do it. I have my notes. General Hall makes this hard, this uh, podcast hard to get through. Uh, he mm. is literally the one thing about NXT I do not like. Well, he's almost done. 
So, gotta look at that that too. But you had to have a heel, which is where I don't. I guess a heel they didn't care to lose because I almost feel like could have put Cassius Ono in the spot and made him too, and then had a ready-made feud to continue on the NXT Championship with. But um, yeah, not a big fan of all uh, gender. He's just boring. I say it every time he's on here. He's just he's just a generic heel. There's nothing about Jinder Mahal that screams, "Oh man, I can't wait to watch this guy." And he's he's he's, he's cut his beard. He's cut his hair. He's he's gone through everything. He didn't have a beard one week. He had hair one week. Now he's shaved it down. Spoiler alert, too. So this is the main event of this show. Jinder Mahal is going to win this match and move on. He's the first fucking match of next week's episode, too, and yeah. that drives me nuts. Yeah, I hate that. The, the flows of the shows were not the best. Which they, they get better at that later on, but these first ones are still filling it out. But Bo takes a hell of a bump in this match off the ropes, which is another thing. Both of these matches are won by the heels, and they both use rope spots. Which I dig rope spots, but I feel like they could also be very... Could hurt very bad. I like how they... Kind of screwed that up. He over-rotated him, but they cut to a different camera angle because you can't see it. Yeah, you notice little cuts here and there, which is, you know, it's very beneficial for them. At least also, makes them look better. Also, fucking, also, on Bo's boots, his little side tassels are too long, and they're like, those like they've been stepped on. I see that. And they're flopping around. You know, at the time, Bo Dallas is only 22 years old right here. God. And what was this, 2012? So, so he's he, only 32. He's only 32. He's younger than we are. It's fucking nuts. He, but, like, that's the thing, man. He and, and now he's, like, with Liv Morgan and stuff, so he's living his best life. How about, has, like, farms and pigs and yeah, shit? He's he's living his best life, man. This, But, like, to me, I know he's a part of the Wyndham family, and don't get me wrong, but he looks Native American. Yeah. To me. Like, he has that look. And for him, but maybe it's because he's super tan. I don't know. But, like, he reminds me of, of a Jay Youngblood. Yeah. Like his see body it. build and things of that nature. It's funny you said that because you said Jay Youngblood. I immediately thought of Richie Steamboat, which Ricky Steamboat yep. as well. So. Right. so Richie and Richie and, and Bo, man, they could have been a good tag team. Flashback. I think there's a lot of missed opportunities for some solid tag team. We got to think though, a lot of these guys look the same too, is why I put them together. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I, I will say something that was kind of a detriment uh, in the early days of NXT, and it took them quite a few years to do this. Is a secondary title belt. Yep. They, it take it took them. What was it? Twenty? Was it twenty seventeen? They finally got the North American Championship. It was in 2017, 2018. So it took them like almost over five years to, for them to get a, a secondary title. I know that was the thing that we used to always talk about. I was like, why do they not have like a TV yeah. title, like a TV title? Which I like the North American Championship, but I remember every time I'd have WWE 2K, I would make a TV title or something for NXT, or I'd move a TV title to NXT for them to use because I felt like they had such a strong undercard, but they didn't have anything to really battle over because they weren't quite to the point to challenge for the NXT championship, especially when you started bringing people in like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor and things. I think it's criminal because if you would have had the North American title belt in like 2014, Tyler Breeze would have been your guy. He'd have been your North American champion. He would have been the heel that somebody was chasing to get the belt. And uh, to me, he's also a big miss on why he was never never had a reign as NXT champion. He was one of the most over gimmicks. And I think if they hadn't have brought so many indie wrestlers in with a bigger name, he probably would have been NXT well, champion. Well, not only that, they call him up, and it's like the shittiest call-up ever. Like It's just like goes to be proven when you they call someone up, they have no um, idea what to do with Which them. Which I was fine with him wrestling Ziggler. They put on good matches. But then when you throw in, what was it, the Summer Ray and Lana storyline they were in the middle of? Because didn't he come out with Summer Ray? Because, like, Dolph spurned her or something. No, Rusev spurned Summer Ray, but then Lana stayed with Ziggler, and then she found a new man, and she found Tyler Breeze. Is that how it kind of worked out? It was something like that, because Dolph starts feuding with... Um, he had feuded with Rusev before. With Tyler Breeze, yeah. It, it, it's all kind of muddled, but I really do believe at that time... A middle title belt would have been the route to go. It's, like I said, it's wild that it took them that long to do that. Well, was, they also missed the boat when it was Brizongo. Uh, yeah. At least they got an NXT tag title reign, but they, they could have been the WWE tag champion. I felt like that was kind of out of necessity because they really didn't have any other tag teams at the time. It was during the pandemic. That's so, true. Um, that was kind of one of the bright spots of the later, the last little bit of NXT. Oh, the hell of a kick to the face, though. God, he's so fucking boring. But, like, you could have had, like, Neville 
Neville was an NXT champion, but like he could have been fighting for the North America title when he wasn't fighting for the NXT title. I mean, it could have been something like that. God, worst elbow drop ever. Like just, I mean, it's in form, but it's just like it's slow motion, like eh, elbow drop. It's just boring. I just everything he does is boring. Everything he does makes me want to like turn the TV off. He has that X Pac. He he makes me want to turn the television off. Jeff Jarrett ninety five. Which I never understood the whole X Pac turn off the TV heat because at least he put on good matches. Jeff Jarrett did too though. I think it's just he was so obnoxious and annoying. People were like, oh my god, I don't want to see this. I fucking know guy. you hate X Factor. Don't know about being like that. Are you really singing on Cracker to me right now? Did you buy in whatever case? Would you look at that? Would you look at that? I remember that. The fucking X Factor was fucking Albert. <laughs> Albert. Just incredible. And Egg Spot. And they used silver and blue as their colors. Didn't they call him the Hip Hop Hippo when he teamed with uh, Scotty Too Hard? Yes, he was. And uh, <laughs> Justin Credible wore a uh, jockstrap on his face and called himself Otto Montoya one time. He was the Portuguese man of war, and you can find him on Wrestling <laughs> Ruin. <laughs> he got his... He just he got a foot shoved in his mouth by Jerry Lawler about three episodes back. And then uh, Michael Hayes said that he uh, had a jockstrap on his face, which was true. Dude, dude, dude. That was dude, a dude. great. That was a great belly to ba- belly to belly suplex there. Dude, dude, dude. Uh, they do say that he had split his kidney in half. Bo Dallas had split his kidney in half. That's why he had been out of action before the start of NXT, kind of. Uh, the crowd also says, "Where's your slushy?" To Jinder Mahal, which is very racist. Is it racist? Yes. Have that in my notes. I mean, like, they're pretty much saying that he owns a Seven Eleven somewhere. They also mentioned that both both families, you know, both men have families from the wrestling business, which I really didn't know about Jinder's uncle. His name was Gama Singh, uh, who was considered a, a legendary wrestling villain in the original Stampede Wrestling, uh, and he also wrestled around the world and the WWF in the eighties. I did not know that, so I learned something because I actually looked him up. I was like, "You motherfucker, you're so boring." Nope. So far, my least favorite match of the tournament. Yeah, and it's it's just not good. Like Bo's not over with the crowd as a baby face. And then like you said, gender's your heel that everybody wants to see beat because he's boring and he's anti American essentially. Here it comes here comes the spot here in a second. Here I think it's coming here soon. But um uh, but like I just never He does the Trish Bulldog. It just looked very um this was the baby face they couldn't get over, and this is the heel no one wanted to see. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, perfect. That's, that's a perfect example. It's like they were trying to make Bo Dallas's mega baby face, but people were was people too, were not into the just white meat baby face. Like Seth Rollins is a baby face, but he, he fucking comes out there and moshes a little bit. So it kind of makes up for it a little bit. You know, he doesn't have to have just straight up, uh, oh, God, it's so fucking bad. He just isn't good. Like, I don't why, understand. Why would this match be your main event and not the. Um, other match. I don't. I don't. Is it because you know that gender is going to be the um, challenger for the belt pretty much in the end? So they're trying to make him the bigger threat, I guess. I mean, I fucking guess, but I, I'm just, I am not sold on gender Mahal. I, oh, Ooh. yeah. Here it is. This is the spot. Yeah, he fucking sold yeah. it like a champ, yeah. man. Like a hangman, and then he just getting ready to just flatliner him, which he gives the worst flatliner I've ever seen in my life. Or downward spiral if you're an Edge fan, but look, it's like, man, remember when Taker used to do that? Yeah, but that I mean, I do like the float over into the Camel Club. Yeah, it was nice, and he's he's got it wrenched in too. He's trying to. Put the thing I hate that he's in. that he's not on TV side. Yeah, that's the one thing I hate. So they had to use this weird camera angle, which Bo Bo and then Bo taps out on the side without the camera. Or I think is that just yep he yep, tap, yep you don't see the tap out. Which is also, you could say, he's almost like choking him with his uh, hair because he had it across oh, his yeah. mouth. Don't give him more credit than what he has. He didn't do that on purpose. I'm no. Just saying. No. And gender advances and nobody's thrilled. The crowd don't give a shit. They're sitting on their hands. You have one lady back there like, boo, boo. I just don't see This is the best God. part of the match. Oh, and that was God. all Bo. Yeah. He sold it like a champ. Flatliner. Let me show you my ass so you know my name's Mahal. He should have picked him up and just kind of drug him around and put him towards the yeah. camera side. It's just... Because uh, you got to think, he took he did the move camera side, but he wasn't thinking, oh shit, I'm not going to be camera side. Yeah. If he would have done it opposite, it probably worked out. And that is the end of uh, this episode of NXT with gender not being hindered by the crowd now. Not Not so great. 
Just gonna say, not so great. Not so great. The, the The show overall was not terrible. The main event just did not do it for me. The show progressively got worse, though. The first match is the best, and then this may be my least enjoyable episode of NXT we've watched. It was just not a whole lot going on. Cassius Ono had Cassius Ono had a pretty good match with um. You could you could say it CJ tapered Parker. down because the first match was the best. CJ, uh, CJ Parker and Cassius Ono, then the women's match, and then this match. It just kind of tapered off to being worse when you think it should be flipped and gone the other way. I agree. Yeah. Who's your breakout star? I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Cassius Ono. Like he dominated CJ Parker. He gave him a little bit, but like everything he did looked great. Looked like it meant something. The kicks were vicious. The knees were vicious. The roaring elbow to the back of the head, click clack, was a uh, very, very, very uh, vicious looking. I'm going to give it to old Cassius Ono. I'm also going to give it to Cassius Ono. Everything he did looked like it meant something and like it fucking hurt and looked real, so I like that shit. Uh, I agree with you, though. I think this is probably one of the, the, the not the best episode that we've covered so far. Um, the tournament, I mean, Michael McGillicuddy had a great match. Justin Gabriel had a really good match, um, but just, just didn't really do it for me. Oh, really? I'm really sorry. I really feel like they should have split the Hills winning on both episodes up. Like, it is weird. Because they the Hills win, win both bit both matches this show. And then the babyfaces won both matches last show. I feel like if you just split that up, you know, on top of that, the the babyfaces were it was rematches where they got their win back from losing the like prior week. Th- these matches at least were fir- kind of like first time matches for NXT, but both heels won, so I wasn't really like, yay! Like it's not a this isn't a, a episode of NXT designed to really make the fan go great. This was awesome kind of thing. Yeah, it's just say. progressing. Uh, next episode will be from August 15th, 2012. It will feature Jinder Mahal versus Richie Steamboat in a semifinal tournament match. Uh, Scotty Tuhati versus Heath Slater. Which is weird, but he does, li- does live in Orlando, they say on commentary. Yes. So. Uh, the Usos versus The Ascension in a rematch. And Seth Rollins versus Michael McGillicuddy in the NXT Gold Rush tournament semifinal match. The final one. Mm-hmm. Travis. Uh, just uh, if you guys are listening to the, today or Thursday, be sure to check us out at the if you're local to Tennessee or if not, we'll drive in and meet us. Come on down to Todd the Medic's Toy Show and see what we got there to sell to you. The wares, I know we plugged it at the beginning, we're going to plug it at the end because it's the big thing we have coming up this weekend uh, on my side. Uh, check us out on Wrestling Ruined, um, you know, where all podcasts can be found. Uh, go back and listen to our episodes with the Wrestling Purist guys. Uh, I believe they're a WP Pod one, um, anchored by Spotify. Anchor by Spotify. Um, and then you can find me on the eBay at TGL the Man Twelve, still selling wrestling stuff. Probably put up some more stuff after the show this weekend. Uh, after I see what I got left, and uh, if you want to fuss at me about wrestling of any kind, you can let me up on Twitter at at Travis Lasseter. Um, just how it is, how it's spelled is my name, and that's uh that's my Twitter handle. There's no, also there's either. also another Twitter page called. Uh, <laughs> did did uh, John Moxley bleed? Yes. <laughs> you should look that up. As uh, no, a- not the answer wasn't yes. That that was it. Yes, is he's bleeding. Yeah, yes, the, the answer is yes, he's bleeding. Um, you should follow that at John Bleeding. J O N Bleeding. bleeding. Uh, guys, uh, Project Louder. Shout out to T J Bowser. Today is his birthday. So happy birthday! Oh, the day we record is his birthday. Yes, yeah. Today yeah. that we are recording is his birthday. Fucking uh, cuck. But definitely check out Project Louder. ProjectLouder.net. That's where you can find the NXT Evolution podcast along with Spotify and on iTunes. Wrestling Ruined as well. Uh, find us on Project Louder right now. The next Wrestling Ruined episode is going to be the reason we started the whole thing. Uh, King, King of the Ring, Ring ninety five. So we got. Get all of us together to record that bad boy. So I'm excited for that one. Really looking forward to that one because that's the the whole like we said on the last episode of Wrestling Room, plugging it, getting ready for it. It is the episode. The whole reason we wanted to talk about it is that shitty pay per view and how you could have rebooked that year to be better with just a few tweaks to that pay per view. You could have you could have moved Dude, that the whole fact year that around. British Bulldog, Owen, Owen Hart, Hart, Lex Luger, Luger and Jeff uh, Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, those four alone not being on your pay-per-view... They're not on the pay-per-view at all. ...is a crime. However, the roadie is. Yeah, and Bob Holly. If you think... And Safio Vega. If you think about it, if 1-2-3-Kid hadn't been injured, he'd probably been in the Holly spot. But I would have rather seen Jeff Jarrett versus the kid in the first round of the tournament than I would have Road Dog and Bob Holly. 
Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one. Of course, I mentioned to you guys, you know, this Sunday after this episode drops, uh, Project Louder, or Project Louder, Project Violence 2, uh, No Ring, No Rules, Matt Cross defending the NGW title against Dirty Dongo. Uh, four-way match for the very first ever uh, crowning of the Tennessee legend openweight champion between Braden Lee, Calvin Tankman, Trey Lamar, and Facade. Hell of a hell of a group of guys there. Uh, on top of that, Kayla Cassidy versus Danny Moe, uh, title for title, the self-proclaimed tag champion. Um, Bradley Prescott's put the tag titles quotations on the line against the Eastern States champion Logan Easton Larue. I know the uh, wrestling purists love that guy, and um, of course the most diverse three-way match in NGW history: Shug D versus Dylan McQueen versus Levi Everett. Yep. So oh, yeah. Some stout matches. And then, of course, uh, Matt Cross's new band. Um, uh, they're they're going to be performing a couple of shows there. So uh, if you're near uh, the Knoxville area, Brickyard Bar and Grill, uh, out there on, off Kingston Pike, not too far from UT campus, uh, come check us out, guys. And then, of course, rolling into the, our, our Return to the Armory, Nightmare on Armory Road, October 16th. Tickets will be on sale soon. Travis already knows... Um, some of the talent that has been confirmed, first-time talent to NGW. Don't want to ruin it yet. Nope, nope, not gonna ruin it at all. Hell yeah, looking, looking, uh, looking forward to the show. Um, too bad old Brandon A. Lene probably won't be able to make yeah, it. Yeah, Brandon's a little upset. It's funny. It's funny because I told Scott who it was, and Scott says Brandon likes him. I said, yeah. He goes, you wouldn't think Brandon would. I was like, yeah, you're right. What do you think about it? Brandon's probably the wrestling purest of us all. And he like hates anything. <laughs> and I'm surprised he likes yeah. this person. So definitely check us out at NextGenTN on all social medias and at NextGenTN.net slash tickets to get tickets. There's also merch on there. You can also become a sponsor to NGW. Uh, we have a big video wall. Um, but yeah, guys, until next time, I am Eddie and this is Travis. And we will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.